if you talk about something that's relatable that a lot of people can connect with, or even pointing out the absurdities in something that's relatable, you don't really have to do too much to be incredibly funny. You need to have something that someone connects with. Welcome to the No Cap Health Show, a podcast inspired by Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler's popular TikTok channel with over two and a half million followers. Each week, Dr. Brian will pull the curtain back on viral TikTok health videos and label them as cap, false, or no cap, true. Even if you aren't on TikTok, now is the time to get on board, have fun, and join his podcast. Dr. Brian is a board-certified eye surgeon specializing in advanced LASIK, keratoconus, wider eyes, dry eyes, cataract surgery, and reading vision improvement at the Boxer Walkler Vision Institute in Beverly Hills, California. Also, please remember, Dr. Brian is a doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information. Hey, it's Dr. Brian, and welcome back. And as you can tell, my voice is a little bit hoarse. In full disclosure, I was cheering like a madman over the weekend. My daughter was playing volleyball, and I'm that parent who's like standing up and just like cheering, and all the other parents are looking at me saying, who is that guy? And all of my daughter's teammates are like, who is that dad? And my daughter's like, um that's my dad. So I'm still recovering from a sore throat, a hoarse voice. But I will give you a quick hack before we jump in here. This is going to be a great episode, by the way, about teaching and talking about how to be funny. But if you have a hoarse voice, chewing gum really helps your voice recover. A little hack there because of all the extra like lubrication that you're getting in saliva that soothes your voice. So chew gum if you're in a situation like this. Although I did spit it out before we started here in this episode. The No Cap Health Show is sponsored by Revitalvision, creators of the only FDA-approved program that can improve vision in older children and adults with lazy eye. By improving the brain's visual processing, Revitalvision can improve your eyesight even after LASIK and after cataract surgery, or if you wish to delay the need for reading glasses, or if you need better sports vision. I've used their program myself, and it has definitely improved my reading vision without glasses. Check them out at revitalvision.com. That's R-E-V-I-T-A-L vision.com. I'm very happy to welcome an awesome person who's going to be our guest today. And he is huge on TikTok, he's huge in social media, and he's a stand-up comedian, but he also has a lot of great insights about life that he talks about on TikTok as well. And everybody, Josh Otusana is in the house today. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Josh. You <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for being had, man. Thanks for being had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this and I love your podcast. I'm I'm, I'm a fan. I've listened to your episodes, so Thank you. Well, before we roll the first video that we're going to talk about, it's going to be a comedy video. Josh, why don't you first tell us about yourself, like how you got into stand-up comedy, a little bit of background about yourself, taking us back, but not to the womb, but taking us back. Yeah. So basically how it started was I went to college and I majored in accounting and I had no plans of ever trying stand-up comedy, but um, it was about junior year 
Uh, you must be the only stand-up comedian who was a former accountant. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised because it doesn't really it doesn't really connect. But not yeah. a hotbed, not a hotbed for comedy and creativity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So I think it was junior year. It might have been senior year actually. One of those two years. But we had a comedian by the name of Godfrey come and perform at my school. This was Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, is that Gilbert Gilbert Godfrey? No, uh, he he. It just goes by he just goes by Godfrey. Just okay. okay, yeah. And he he came to our school uh, in Peoria, Illinois, Bradley University, and so he's a first generation Nigerian American like me, right? So when he was telling a lot of his jokes, a lot of them were really relatable, and I was already kind of known on campus for cracking jokes maybe even trying to do impressions and just making people laugh. So after he told his jokes, that's when I started getting a lot of pressure from people like, oh, you need to you need to get on stage and try this. And I kept pushing it off. But, you know, I knew secretly I was probably going to give it a try. So what I did was there's a comedy club near Bradley University called the Jukebox Comedy Club. And I went there alone because I was like, if I go and bring a bunch of people and I'm horrible, that's just going to be embarrassing, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I snuck out there myself. You know, I signed up. And actually, no, what I did was I showed up there a couple times before ever going up just to scout the place out. And it was always kind of empty. So I was like, this looks like a safe place. But get this. The day I decided to go and perform and I signed up, I was like 13th on the list. I go in there to, to wait my turn. It just happened to be a packed night. So like 40 people just packed in this I'm like, oh my goodness, my first time on stage is going to be in front of a, a whole audience. This is wow, that's <laughs> amazing because usually they have people do like the open mics and things like that, you know? Yep. But you like went right in front of an audience. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. This was an open mic, but for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, but I think, oh no, actually, I think I know what happened. There was supposed to be a show later on that night, but the open mic was going on right before it. And I think there's a lot of people kind of around for the show so it was a packed house for this open at least when i got on stage and actually just for a moment i brought it up but maybe you can just explain what you mean by open mic versus like a a show like a standard show yeah so an open mic is basically a an event where anybody can go and sign up and you know, they could do comedy. Um, there's open mics of all kinds of genres. So there's open mics for music or maybe poetry, spoken word, comedy. But basically, someone will have a venue and then they'll set up a date and a time for people to sign up for free in a lot of cases and just kind of share their skill or their art. And typically, the other performers who are waiting in line will be part of the audience. So it's kind of a, a safe space to work on your, your craft. Yeah. And then a show is that that's like the real deal so that's when someone will kind of like like an open mic set up an event set up a time and everything but they will book acts like professional acts in a lot of cases shows will pay the performers and that's where it's kind of higher stakes because whenever money's involved you want to make sure people who are paying are getting their values worth Mm -hmm. so you're at an open mic which is an and by the way, open mic is short for open microphone. It's not long for open me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in any case, so, okay, so now take us that moment that night. You're there, packed audience. You're not expecting this at an open mic. And you're 
going on stage first time ever yeah so oh man i remember i was so i i never really gotten that scared at any point in my life until that moment i was actually trembling i've never i'd never actually been trembling so my hands were actually shaking my feet my legs were shaking and i I was i signed up i was number like 13 and you know as they're getting closer to my number all right next up on the list blah 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 i'm like yo it's getting closer to me and i'm looking at the audience and i'm seeing how packed it is and mind you every comedian before me is crushing it so they're hilarious and i'm like yo i am so bad i have like two jokes (laughs) you know my time went up there. The first thing I said, I was so unconfident, but I got up there. I was actually staring at the ground the whole time. I didn't want to look at anyone in the eye, right? I just got up there. I was like, hey, so uh, yeah, this is my first time doing this. And I'm happy I said that because then the whole audience cheered. They they you know gave me confidence. And it was it was great, honestly. It was it was cool. I at least said like a couple jokes and got off stage, but it felt like I did the craziest thing ever. Like it was amazing. Let's play the video here. This is a TikTok video of, of stand-up comedian. And then the way I think we should do this, Josh, is we'll kind of break it down, talk about the formula, because people don't really realize oftentimes that there's a standard set of principles that go behind jokes. And if people follow those principles, anybody could be funny, literally. By doing this, would you agree, or do you feel there's some people who just can't even help? <laughs> well, I, I definitely think that you know there are definitely some skills that anybody can learn that will absolutely increase their ability to be funny. And I think after that, in terms of like l- levels of funny, some of that is innate. Um, some of these like great comedians and stuff is just kind of how their mind works. But anybody can, if if someone just wants to be funny in life, then anybody can learn the, the skills to get there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, let's play this first video here. Apparently, allergic reactions are supposed to be your body's attempt at protecting you from harmful substances. Now, is it just me? Are they horrible at their jobs? Because you eat something bad, your body's like, yo, you just take shellfish, but don't worry, I'm going to protect you from dying. You're like, great. How? By dying. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess we should first disclose, I mean, who is this really funny guy? Well, that's actually me uh, performing some stand-up comedy. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So, like, let's talk about that joke here. So let's break it down. Like, when you were writing this, let's reverse engineer that joke. And, like, what are some of the principles or or maybe you just want to first talk about some of the comedy principles some of the little formulaic you know behind the scenes stuff of jokes and how what you just did fit into that yeah sure so with comedy what i've noticed on stage and there was a book that i had read at one point that talked about this i can't remember it though but when it comes to being funny there are a few things that tend to always make people laugh one of them is I'll just call it superiority. So the audience likes to feel like they're superior in some way. So uh, some comedians go about this by doing self-deprecating jokes, which makes the audience feel like they're better than the performer. So for example, like Kevin Hart used to have a lot of jokes about how small he is and how if he's with his girlfriend, he can't protect her and stuff like that. That makes the audience laugh a lot because they feel like they're better than Kevin Hart in that situation. Another example is picking somebody like a public figure 
a celebrity of some sort, someone who's perceived higher status than everybody in the room and making fun of that person, that makes everyone in the room feel like they're better than that person. Some comedians that do that really well, for example, might be like Trevor Noah. He does a lot of impersonations of, I mean, anybody really. <laughs> um, Dave Chappelle does that. Um, list goes on and on. Um, another way to be hilarious, and I do this a lot in, this is what I actually went with um, in that clip that was played. And also I go about it in a lot of the sketches I put out on TikTok is relatability. So if you're, if you talk about something that that's relatable, then a lot of people can connect with, or even pointing out the absurdities in something that's relatable. I've noticed you don't, you don't really have to do too much to be incredibly funny. You just need to, you need to have something that someone connects with. So in, in the example of this joke, allergic reactions, this is something that a lot of people deal with. You know, I have an EpiPen, you know, a lot of people out there have allergic allergies or just allergic reactions to things. And when I was putting together this joke, I was doing some writing and doing a little research. And I realized, I was like, you know, why, why do we have allergic reactions? And apparently <laughs> it's our, it's literally, like I said in the joke, it's our body's attempt at trying to protect us from harmful substances. And I pointed out the absurdity in that, wait, our body is trying to protect us by killing us. That doesn't make any sense. That's not efficient. <laughs> so. But in the comments of that video, the, the relatability uh, factor chimed in where a lot of people were just commenting with, hey, I'm allergic to grass. I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to X, Y, Z. Wow, this is so true. Like, why do, like, why is my body so inefficient? And that's what makes it funny. So if something doesn't make sense and a lot of people can connect with it, that brings a lot of laughs as well. And to me, Josh, that sounds like this one principle of irony or opposite. Because when you say that your body's, you know, protecting itself and how's it doing that by killing itself, that would be like the whole irony and the opposite of like what you would expect, almost kind of the unexpected punchline. Precisely. Exactly. And that's a huge thing about punchlines is in a lot of cases, the punchline just, it's got to be some kind of, it's that like pulling the rug out from under someone effect. You know, misdirection as, as it's called or surprise or that unexpected punchline at the end. But, you know, also you did something too, which I think is worthy of talking about is like you set up the joke, right? You talked about like, because you don't just tell a punchline in a vacuum, you have to set it up, right? Yeah. So you got to, you got to have a setup. And I've noticed, I didn't do it in this joke, but having um, a strong punchline, one of the ways you can as long as you trust the punchline, one of the ways you can get a stronger laugh is by building tension. And some ways comedians do this are by having a longer setup. So mind you, the more tension you build, the more that uh, punchline has to pay off. And when it does pay off, it typically results in a really strong laugh. So you can have a longer setup and then the punchline, or you can just do, um, and I do this often, is after you give the setup, pause for a second and sit in that silence for like a brief second and then deliver the punchline. That is such a great tip because when you give that pause and I've heard somebody discuss it like an investment pause, like you're investing with the pause of silence in the punchline at the end, it does pay off and it adds to that tension because you have that pause and people are like, 
what's coming next, right? A lot of comedians that don't appreciate that, doing that pause for my observation, because I've seen a lot of stand-up comedians. It's surprising that a lot of people, that's such a great pearl, though. It's such a great one that really improves like the power of the punchline and, of course, the response and the laughs that you get from it. Oh, yeah. The pause is powerful. In my experience, sometimes if I have a punchline that I feel is, is okay, by pausing, I still will able to extract a good amount of laughs just because that tension needs to be released somewhere. So when you, when you hold that pause, the audience, is, they, they need to release that tension. So when you say anything, they're going to start laughing. Like I'll, I'll give an example. And in, in my, I, I wrote a book a few years ago about psychology um, called Perceptual Intelligence. And one of the chapters was about comedy. And Lenny Bruce, who some people may not know, was a very avant-garde comedian back in like the 60s. And of course, humor changes over the decades. So the joke I'm going to say is one which is totally tame, but this is a joke that actually, I believe, got him arrested <laughs> back because the social norms change, right? But so here was his joke. He's like, my mother-in-law is responsible for the breakup of my marriage. My wife walked in and caught us in bed, which, you know, okay, so it's, it's very tame by today's standards. But my point is when I said that, you know, I, I made that pause, right? Like, and it build, builds that tension of, okay, now what's coming? Because now you're really curious, like, how did your mother-in-law lead to the breakup of your marriage? And of course, that I would say employs the sort of surprise and unexpected because you expect the mother-in-law breaking up. Not It's not the what you would have expected in terms of like the wife walking in and him and his mother-in-law in bed. <laughs> That was just an example of a pause so people can sort of relate and understand what we're talking about there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely, the pause is powerful. It's really, really powerful technique. There's actually a joke, you just reminded me, I think it's, if I, I'm going to try to remember it, um, it's, it's like next time you're feeling down, remember life is about perspective. Um, I have a friend who exercises twice a day, reads a book every week. Um, but he always complains about how much he hates prison or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that's kind of, again, you don't expect that third one about prison, which is the punchline. You don't expect that you're going in that direction. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that was a lot of fun having Josh on the show. So I'm going to give you the no cap recap on how to be funny. Number one, in a joke, you always have to have a premise or a setup for the punchline that comes after. Number two, one technique is make others feel superior. In other words, use self-deprecating humor where you make fun of yourself. People always find that funny. Number three, making fun of high status celebrities or public figures. Number four, be relatable. Number five, have an unexpected punchline. That's also called misdirection in comedy. And that's basically where you're pulling the rug out at the end where they didn't expect you to say that punchline at the very end. How much fun has it been talking with Josh? He's great. He's got so much insight and experience and really is showing how anybody can learn to be funny. We had so much to talk about. We could not fit it into this one episode. So guess what? Next week is going to be part two with Josh. 
amazing stand-up comedian. And we're going to continue doing a deep dive to show you how you can be funny, how you can be entertaining. It's not a mystery when you watch comedians, whether it's on screen or if you've ever seen a show or on TikTok or YouTube. There is a system that everybody follows and we're going through that with you. So part two is going to go more into that. So come back next week. It'll be more fun and great stuff. See you then. The No Cap Health Show is sponsored by Revitalvision, creators of the only FDA-approved program that can improve vision in older children and adults with lazy eye, and they have programs that can improve vision in other conditions too. Check them out at revitalvision.com. That's R-E-V-I-T-A-L vision.com. Thanks for listening to the No Cap Health Show. To review the show notes for this episode, which includes a summary, key takeaways, and any links mentioned, visit nocaphealthshow.com. Don't miss another episode and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Dr. Brian on TikTok at Brian Boxer Walkler, MD. And remember, Dr. Brian is a real doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information.